0: Kansas pulls off one of the biggest upsets in the history of this program. Let's talk about it. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly
1: presented by Emprise Bank.
0: Coming up, the latest episode of Booth Review. Welcome into a live edition of Booth Review presented by M-Prize Bank, member FDIC. I'm Ken Swanson. I am hanging out here by myself. I have sent an open invite to a lot of different people who might want to jump in at any given time here to celebrate Kansas's unbelievable performance against the Oklahoma Sooners, a game in which, you know, a lot of things went wrong for them and they still found a way to, to beat one of the top 10 teams in the entire country. Uh, I'm flabbergasted right now. I'm still recovering from from some of the uh, emotions, you know, and, and still trying to process some of this stuff. Uh, what a game. What a game for this team. And what a game for this program. Um, I can't believe, uh, I can't, I, actually, you know what, I can. I can believe that this team just did that. I can. You know, we've been talking about on this show a lot, how, you know, the the wounds of the past, the scars of the past, don't dictate where the program is now and the culture of this program as it sits currently. And if you if you were on the fence or if you were letting the scar tissue of the past affect how you feel about this program, I, I this they they just gave you a reason not to anymore. This is. Such a big defining moment for this program, for the way things are changing within the culture of Kansas football, and they have just shut everyone up that was scared, that was worried, that was hurt by the past. The past is long gone. The past is long gone. This program is good. They have a good football team, and they just beat one of the top 10 teams in the entire country. Like, wh- I what an unbelievable day to be a Kansas Jayhawk fan! I'm really excited. <clears throat> Excuse me, and we're gonna be flying. We're gonna be on. We're gonna be on the cuff here, uh, and this is gonna be a lot of fun today. I've literally put an open invite for a lot of just different people out here uh, in in Kansas space, and so I'm gonna welcome Bryson Stricker and Braden Turner on right oh, no. now. Let's go. <laughs> What a win for this program! And and Bryson, I want to start with you. Uh, you uh you obviously you've been there since three a.m. Was it worth it? Oh, sure. But there's, I thought we were gonna win. I knew we were gonna win. It was definitely. It it absolutely was, man. It uh, B turn. How 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 are the vibes there out in Lawrence right now? Oh, B B turn's cutting out. It's all good.
1: So uh, pretty elite out here um yeah everyone rests the field the goalposts are gone it's a game of crazy emotions i know can't you watch it from home so i'm not too sure on some of the calls but there's a fumble inside the 10 that we clearly recovered and then that we muffed the punt. we muffed the kickoff they end up scoring they muffed the punt or they muffed the kickoff and we ended up not getting any points we left a 40 yard field goal short um and then it kind of felt like maybe we should um not score late, maybe um, get tackled short of the end zone and kill clock, but I think our field goal unit has been a little sketchy lately. Um, question being, late in games, and he almost threw three picks in, like, one possession, uh, but, yeah, he threw a pick on a screen play, and then he threw another one in our own territory, but came up clutch on, like, fourth and four, or fourth and sixth. Uh, late in the game, Lawrence Arnold got inside the 10 the store, and Oklahoma made it a little interesting. Late, got inside the 25 But the defense was great all day. I mean, being through that pick and OU just needed a first down to ice the game and the defense ends up getting stopped um, and they go and score and win the game. So, dude, it's amazing, especially after Stillwater and bowl eligible in consecutive years for the second time ever.
0: Yeah, people forget that this is actually a game that's helping them become bowl eligible too. Like, they've broken through that as well and they did it a lot quicker than they did the last time around as well. Um, All right, so B-turn, just so you know. My kid was up till five AM throwing this morning uh, throwing up this morning. So uh plans have to change. Just you know, that kinda that kinda disrupted that a little bit. I can hear the fans in the background celebrating right now. This is just crazy. I will say so I tweeted out that I thought that 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 fumble, the forward progress call was rough. Um and you know, honestly, the more I watch it, probably forward progress. And I can say that now because K U won. <laughs> Right. But no, I, the, the, that call was, that call was probably right. The, the, the roughing, the roughing, uh, or the personal foul on Craig Young was awful. I'm not even sure he was touching him out of bounds. But, uh, yeah. Uh, B turn, you know, what was the vibe? I was just talking a little bit about this. Like, what was the vibe in the second half, though, for all the fans that, ch- that stuck it out? Like, how was that?
1: Yeah, I mean it was still pretty elite, and I was pretty shocked. A lot of fans stuck around, just hang out in the hung out in the concourse during the weather delay. So a lot of diehard fans still stuck around. The student section was pretty empty. I guess I get it. Um, I just I feel like even if this was a bad game, this team back in the day, where you're not winning a ton of games and you're in a competitive game at halftime, against an undefeated, maybe a college football playoff potential team, number six in the country, I would stick around personally as a student. I don't know, maybe they went to party, but yeah, the crowd was still elite um, in the second half, and the defense got every big stop possible. I mean, OU, thinking about OU's offense in general, they really, two of the touchdowns were kind of gifts. We talk about the fumble inside the 10, and then you talk about Trevor Wilson's fumble on the kickoff that gifted them seven points, so crowd was still great, and it was obviously electric down the stretch when
0: OU kind of made it interesting down the stretch. Well, I mean, yeah, no, for sure. Like, and But there's 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 so many little moments to like kind of um, you know analyze. I think within like the entirety of this game, you know. Oh, thanks to thanks to Damon Nomad, uh, a K State fan, congratulating the Hawks on uh, on this big. Appreciate you, Damon. Uh, Really do. Like a wagon. K K State did look like a wagon. K State looks very back. the the state of uh, the state of Kansas football, uh, the state of Kansas, just the entirety of it's looking pretty good so far. Wichita State still had a team; they'd probably be all right too. but well, yeah man, you know I don't where where do you want to go with this? Like what like just what's something that just like stuck out to you in this performance from this team?
1: I thought from a defensive standpoint, I mean Dylan Gabriel just thinking about the uh, the game in Norman last year how they're going super up tempo, scoring every drive. I think it was there was like 90 points scored in that game, so I, the defense stuck out to me. There was not a not a ton of ton of chunk plays. They were running it effectively for a little bit, but yeah, it, felt like KU could get whatever they wanted on the ground too from an offensive standpoint I mean Devin Neal and Shaw. we as KU fans have known how good those two are but I really truly think they're one of the best duos in the country definitely one of the best in the league so yeah us being able to be physical up front against obviously OU is going to get some of the best talent and so yeah being able to win up through KU is crazy to me and just man I was tough on Jason being I'm just so happy for
0: I, I think there's a lot to meltdown
1: mode from him late.
0: Well, okay, and like there's a there's a whole lot of Jason Bean conversations that need to happen. You know, as far as you know, he's a like here's the here's the facts. Jason Bean is a backup quarterback, and he did not win the starting quarterback job. Is Kansas lucky to have a capable backup quarterback on their roster? Absolutely. Are there flaws in his game? Yeah. And I think you saw some of those today, you know, some of the decision making running the football that we've talked a little bit about. And, you know, some of the you know decision making throwing the football that we've you know, we've had discussion about, you know, over the last few years. And it did feel like he was going to come up short uh, with some backbreaking moments. But he came back and he made some phenomenal plays and he closed out that game with, you know, a legacy drive for him. You know, and I know that there's a lot of ebbs and flows and maybe Kansas fans aren't used to the ebbs and flows of college football. Like these are college kids and the fickleness of this sport is crazy. We've just become so accustomed to a different kind of experience on Saturdays where you're not experiencing ebbs and flows. It's just a lot of it's just a lot of valleys, right? Well, some of these moments are going to happen in college football games because these are college kids playing a game and we probably got to condition ourselves a little bit through some of that but you got you got one of those high moments with Jason Bean and i am absolutely happy for him because he has been through a lot he's been through you know like he's hurt a lot over his last couple years KU is just i know he he has his flaws but imagine this team if Jason Bean doesn't come back this year what does it look like i mean i the third quarterback is, I mean, and this is no disrespect to Cole Ballard, but it's a freshman walk-on. Yeah,
1: throw so imagine throwing him in the fire at Stillwater or something like that, where Jason Bean looked like one well, of the best QBs in the country for thirty-four minutes or whatever it was. But yeah, it's there's no way they'd be going bull eligible, um, and that was yeah, that was such a clutch drive because you're facing a fourth and four and thinking the worst thoughts, and he finds Arnold. But I guess the conversation we could turn it to is. Like what would be the mindset of our fans or our fan base if we lose that game compared to now winning it? I think you lose that game and you're like, How do you what win do you find the rest of the season to go bowl eligible? Now you think you think nine nine wins or so and make it to a close to January bowl game or whatever it's gonna be, but the dream is obviously to win out. I know K State'll be tough. They're so good on the ground and up front and so it'd be tough to stop the run. But yeah, I think the mindset of the fan base between winning and losing would have kind of been crazy because you still would have had to find a win to get to bowl eligible. That's kind of why still water hurts so
0: bad. Yeah, and I I think um I'll, I I said this to start the show before anybody jumped on. It was just you know a lot of people still are dealing with the wounds that they experienced as Ku fans back in the day. You know the 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 pain that they experienced um, you know with some of the rougher seasons. And even last year, obviously, KU, you know, gets, you know, 5-0 and and then it's a slog to try to find that last game, right? You know, it's, it's difficult to find that last win and the anxiety hits really hard for this team. But, you know, I, I think if you, anybody watching this team knows that, like, it's different. In Lawrence, and I, I think you've watched how this team has played, and the comp, how competitive they've been, in some of the you know in the in the losses that they've had, and feeling like they should have won the game in Stillwater. Like those are all indications; those are all signs that you know this this thing is better. And so this 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 win, I don't know, it doesn't surprise me. Like it doesn't surprise me because I do think the the overall vision for this team and, and how Lance Leipold wants it to look is. Is more obvious and apparent, and and you know, like it's a be- it's a it's a it's a way better football team than last year, and that's saying something because that team was humming early in the season last year.
1: Yeah, that's why I was just thinking, like leaving the game. I'm obviously super pumped, thrilled to be an undefeated Oklahoma top ten team in the country. But like you said, it's not surprising. This is a game like if you win under David Beatty, that you're just like, oh my god through the roof, whatever, but it feels like Lance Leifold and the staff have shown they can compete with some of the better teams in the country. TCU at the at the crib last year, games tied down the stretch. They have a chance to win it with the ball laid in their territory. They obviously beat Texas a couple of years ago, so they've been able to hang with these teams, and it's not surprising, and it's exciting to think about where they can be a couple of years from now. Obviously, a um, team like Utah is joining the conference, but you got OU and Texas leaving. Cape State's still going to be really good, but we talk about it on 8 No Seats about how, why can't Kansas be one of the best football programs in the Big 12? I mean, we talk about Stillwater. They find a way to win that game down the stretch. There was a great chance for us to score, go up two scores. It was 32-30 inside 30-yard line. You get a personal foul. You win that game, you're talking Big 12 title game right now. I think Kansas would probably be what, ranked inside the top 10? If they would've if they won that game and they win this week, I know they ended up losing and you can't. they're really looking at God, they're a winning still are talking Big Twelve title um, and being a top ten team in the country right now.
2: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed.
0: Yeah, they probably wind up I'd say probably I think they're probably sitting top fifteen if it's if it's like that. Uh here's here's what Kansas football just did for everyone listening. First win versus Oklahoma in twenty six years, which is like one Braden Turner. Um first top ten win in hey, you know, we're close. We're close. Uh first top ten win in sixteen years. First top ten home win in thirty nine years. That is that's one Brandon McAnderson. Like Brandon Bmac, maybe doesn't know a KU home win against the top ten team. So, dude, it yeah, does. That, And
1: I don't know. I don't know how you felt going into this game. I I felt solid because obviously Keldon Nicky gets a week off. I thought maybe JD would play, but it almost. I woke up this morning. It almost felt inevitable that KU would just be in the game the entire time, and they would can compete. And that should be like the mindset going forward. Um, so I don't know how you felt about the matchup, but I. I just knew that they would compete today and it would come down to the wire. I was hoping Bean would be good down the stretch. I thought OU was kind of gifted a couple touchdowns there in the first half. Especially the Trevor Wilson fall. But it's just It's a great feeling knowing you're going to compete every week. I mean, this is the best of the best in the country. A team that could have went to the college football playoff and they probably spoiled their dreams of doing that.
0: Yeah. And they've they've put a lot at risk now with, you know, like now Oklahoma's going to be fighting for their life, you know, potentially in the Big 12 race. And you're going to see, you know, like there's, there's, man, there's, there's a lot there. And yeah, Big 12, Big 12 title game is still in play. Like KU's got to win out, but the Big 12 title is absolutely still in play now for this team who is winning football games with their backup quarterback. I think Jason, the cool, congratulations to Jason Bean. He doubled his win total from last year. Like there's another indicator. You want to talk about this team being different? Jason Bean's found two wins in in this season, and I believe he only only had one win as the starting quarterback for for KU last year. I think here's the thing that's so that's like that sticks out to me about this game. Everything did not go right for Kansas. In fact, not like I mean, there were some big moments that didn't go well for Kansas. You know, the momentum the the momentum swings entirely in in Oklahoma's favor after they tie it. KU fumbles with the Trevor Wilson they go down they score they aren't able to punch it in in the red zone when they get all the way down the field and they have to kick a field goal like those are like those that, that's yeah, that's a 10 point swing or 11 point swing right there for that game and you just see them just you know what they do they go respond they keep playing they keep fighting and like I that was one of those things where I almost tweeted out and I wish I had uh but you know, everyone in everyone on Twitter and every Kansas, or a lot of Kansas fans on Twitter, were saying, Oh, here we go, game, blouses, season over, yada yada yada." All this stuff. Those kids don't believe that in that locker room. You might believe that. Those kids don't believe that. Lance Leipold doesn't have those kids believing the the old the the past of Kansas football. So, they went and fought, and they went and beat the brakes off of Oklahoma in the second half. They were better than Oklahoma. They were just flat out better than Oklahoma in the second half, and it wasn't close. They were the better football team. I don't think it was a fluke that KU beat this team. KU, that they are capable of playing with the Oklahomas of the country. They are, and they just proved it again by winning this game, despite a lot of things not going well for them. Their defense stepped up, and their de- I, like we got to give a lot of credit to that defense because that, that defense was absolutely incredible uh, in the second half B-turn. We might have lost B turn. That's okay. I appreciate my guy B turn. Are you are you there? Can you hear me? It's okay. We'll come back. We'll we'll come back to B turn maybe here in a little bit. Uh, but I uh yeah that was that was awesome. Thanks to to Braden Turner for jumping on. Uh, that's my guy. You catch him on eight no seats. He'll have plenty to talk about with the eight no seats guys. I'm sure. Uh, you know whenever whenever they record as well. But. Man, what a what a massive win for this program! Uh, let's look at some of the numbers. I, there's some things I thought were kind of interesting. Uh, I think in the first half, Oklahoma was averaging 5.9 yards per carry. In the second half, after the you know 30 more minutes of play, that number gets down to 4.9 yards per carry. So you kind of saw how much better the the Kansas defense played in the second half. Uh, I believe they only give up is it 12 points to give up 12 points in the second half to one of the best teams in the country. Um, that's absolutely huge. They limited explosives. I, you know, I they in the run game. I think they really only had one big explosive run. Did Oklahoma a couple big explosive pass plays, but I mean, honestly, Dylan Gabriel had not very many passing yards. Uh, in like the first three quarters of the game, the game script changed a little bit. The weather kind of changed a little bit, and things opened up for both teams. Um, Kansas football. Ran the ball. They averaging six point one yards per carry. Kept it around that, um, you know, five point five yards per carry. So that dipped a little bit. Um, And you know, they they had a touchdown called back in the second half too. You know, that's that was you know thinking about that. That was an explosive run that they missed out on. uh, That they could have had. Can you hear me, Beecern? He's back. Hey, go. Hey. All right, so we're talking I I wanted to bring this up to you. We were talking a little bit about things not going right. And it wasn't just the Trevor Wilson fumble. They got gifted a turnover on a on a special teams play, and they have a touchdown called back on another questionable call on Ramaj Marjorie Adams on a you know a pancake hold, I guess is what we want to call it. Uh it's kind of crazy to think about like th- a lot of things did not go well in that game. And look what happened. They were still able to pull that game out. Like, that's what that's kind of an indication to me that it's it wasn't a fluke that this team was able to win this game.
1: Yeah, I kind of I heard some of that before my uh, phone went dead or whatever it just did. But yeah, a lot of a lot of things went against KU. I mean, they're zero for three on two point conversions. Um, yeah, they they recover a fumble at the twenty, get a phantom holding call, and that's kind of where B and just started melting down. This game's over. <laughs> We're not gonna win. Jason Bean's not clutched. Um, but yeah I mean Shaw was walking into the end zone and here comes the flag and you see the replay and Reed Adams was pissed on the field Um, and it just looked like the D-back pretty much turned his back to him gave up and really had nothing to do with the play but yeah that was awful so they don't get points from the 20 and then two turnovers in a row and the defense still goes out there they could have been dead like here we go we lost again down the stretch we never win these games and then they get a three and out. OU was actually lined up to go for it on fourth. I don't know if they were going to, if they were trying to draw us, but they... I think he needs to be more active with his legs, but yeah, he made huge plays down the stretch, and those were the game. I told my friends, I'm sitting there with the, uh, with Reinhardt and a couple of those guys, I was like, these are the games that KU always loses, and this stuff always happens. Like These are the games KU has to start winning. And yeah, like you said, an old KU get, the team would have crumbled, but like you were talking about lightwold and and are you're talking about wipewold and um just the culture it's crazy like these dudes believe like you said they think they're better than me you um and it's it's just insane to me how how much they've closed the gap on some of the top teams in the Big 12 when they got here two and a half years ago or whatever it was and KU was winless
0: i think but i think one of the One of the hallmarks of growth for this program is, like, I think they had a hard time. They they, they've struggled to win a ton of close games. You know, I feel like, you know, there's been some more inconsistencies in some of these close games, and this this kind of moment, you know, they've had some comebacks. Don't get me wrong, but it just feels like this was a this was a breakthrough for this team as far as how to win a close game, and it was complimentary football. It was. You know the defense on their heels, having to get a stop, having to get a three and out to to get the ball back, and doing it after Jason Bean throws that turnover, and then Jason Bean with no timeouts in two minutes, having to be a true drop back passer for an entire possession, and he made great decisions. I mean, like I think the one, I, well, the the big the big play in that possession for me, one of the big plays, but I think a big posse, big play for that possession for me was just that choice to run for that first first down you know they call it you call it a drive starter you say you know just getting positive yards to start a possession kind of get that momentum that rhythm going and i think him getting you know the, getting a first down just kind of settled him in a little bit you saw him make that big play down the sideline you know and and then from there on out it was it was a little bit of game management and uh i mean just I mean that's just a masterful job and then guess what hey look the offense doesn't play doesn't make maybe you know we can have some conversations and questions about the right decision on how to game manage that last 55 seconds because they probably should go down the one and at least force those timeouts to come off the clock maybe they didn't want to mess with it too much because of the struggles with the kicking game which is a valid reason if you I mean if, if that's the reasoning hey I understand it I totally get it cool um but you know they gave them opportunity for the defense to go down and you know or to, for Oklahoma to go down and make a play and the defense responded again like what a performance for the KU defense and like they they I know I know Bean made that big play but the the defense is ultimately what kind of won this game for Kansas.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um and yeah, that late in the game um being through that pick on the screen or whatever it was and I I pretty much left the stadium and then I hear on the radio Brian Haney talking about the defense still holding them. Um, so yeah, it was it was massive, and like I said earlier, um, it it felt like a couple of OU's touchdowns were kind of gifted. I mean, yeah, the fumble inside the ten they were driving, but it should have been our ball, um, and then the Trevor Wilson fumble. So their offense didn't do much. They couldn't get much going through the air. I know it's raining and stuff, but yeah, I think what you said about winning a close game finally. Just, I didn't even really think about it, but it feels like they haven't won too many of those. I mean, Nevada, maybe, that was just a weird game, and then West Virginia last year in overtime. I'm trying to think about some of the other wins, like Oklahoma State last year to go bowling, we kind of blew them out. UCF this year blew them out. Duke was kind of a tight game last year, but there's not many I mean, games where they've won weight, so you kind of get like the battle wounds, like you said. You think about the Oklahoma State game in Stillwater, where we had a chance to put it away, and... We turned it over twice late, and then they literally did the same exact thing today. We're being through two picks, but the defense still stays strong. KU gets the ball, Bean goes on a game-winning drive, and the thing at the here's Nick Springer walking by me. Oh, by the way, no, put him on. Hey, what up? We need it. A... Analysis. I had to go home and get an umbrella. Analysis. Thanks, beat. Big Springer. He <laughs> didn't. <laughs> um, God, I forgot what I was saying, but. Yeah, it feels good to win one of those, man. I feel like, I'm, I don't know if you agree, but I've, there hasn't been a ton since Lance got here. I mean, the Texas game in overtime, West Virginia game in overtime, but that's about it. So that, I, that's got to give them confidence going forward. And I don't know if anyone's posted the Big 12 uh, standings. I haven't seen them at all. Maybe you have them pulled up. But how much of a chance is there for if Kansas wins out to play in that game?
0: I mean every team in the league has a loss, right? Kansas has two losses and there's six or five teams with one loss in the conference. So that's where it'll get a little tricky, right? But they play Iowa State coming up here. I mean, hey, it's that Oklahoma State game. People are going to be <laughs> people are going to be talking about the Oklahoma State game when the season's all said and done, but you're probably I mean, we could be talking about a 9-win team when it's all said and done cuz I mean, there's a lot of winnable games for this team left on the schedule. Uh, they've broken through the bowl eligibility barrier, which is massive for this program again. And now it's just how many more w- games can we win? Can Can Kansas get to the Big 12 championship in Arlington? A lot's got to go their way. But if they win out, I mean, you know they've they've got one game left, two games left with one lost teams in the conference. They've got the the uh, they got the Bearcats with four losses. They got Texas Tech three losses in the conference already. Baylor, I mean, it's in front of them. There's an opportunity for sure for the for them to you know everything they want can still can still happen. They're gonna need a little help, but uh, they've got two more home games too. Kansas is undefeated at home, one and two on the road. But uh, yeah, it's it, everything's in front of them, man. Like there's there's a lot of good things that can still happen for this program. They're probably gonna be ranked in the top twenty five, uh, twenty four hours from now. So yeah. like there's there's that as well. Uh, um, beat, I'll go, what's your
1: What's your take on Jason Bean's slide at the NCR line?
0: I don't want to talk about it. I he doesn't deserve that. He doesn't deserve he doesn't deserve any criticism right now. Uh I have my issues with it. I think we've seen him do some stuff like that in the past. But he bounced back. You know, he bounced back. He made some plays. I'm I'm glad that uh I'm glad that the targeting call got correctly called, which was a massive. But uh hey, look. Shout-out to that kid for gutting it out and putting a, putting a great performance together.
1: Every, I mean, it's been every week, really. Like, he has the Texas game. You can just throw that out the window because obviously you game plan for J.D. all week and then throw him in the fire last second. But, dude, at Oklahoma State, throws for 400-plus yards, five touchdowns. Like, that's not even a game. Yeah, sure, you can say he wasn't clutch, but, man, he balled out. And then, obviously, today. And feels so good to be bowling because, like I said, you you lose this game, I think the, obvi- the fan base is gonna get super um, worried about just finding a win down the stretch. Like, yeah, you could say we're better than some of the teams we're gonna play, Iowa State, Cincinnati, but you those are obviously not gimmies. Texas, Tech's still a good team. Craig Young's about to walk by me right now. Uh, maybe we can get him a guest appearance. <laughs>
0: That's my guy, Craig Young. I've been I've been hyping him up for the shot. Uh, I've been hyping. I've been hyping Craig Young. I've been hyping Craig Young up all season. That's a by him. Oh my gosh! It was just. It was. It was unbelievable. All right, hey B turn. Uh, if you got a sec, uh, I. Okay. Well, we'll we'll wait a sec. We'll hold on for B turn. Uh, because I'm about to get out of here. I think it's it's time to get out of here. Uh, pretty quick. But I wanted to make sure we jumped on to celebrate Kansas pulling off an unbelievable uh an unbelievable game. B turn. You're muted. Do you know that? You're muted. It's okay. You're muted. We can't hear you. There we go. Now you're back. There we go. Hey, uh, before we get out of here, B-Turn, any just final closing thoughts? I mean, it's
1: just crazy how I feel. Like like I said, a couple of years ago, I would have been just through the roof. But now it just it feels like they're going to compete every week. Um and lifehold, they said before lifehold got here program changer culture culture changer like it's insane dude and how they've done it so quickly like you know it's just crazy to sit here in the moment and, and actually sit back and think think how much they've changed this program in such a short time they took over a winless team and now every week they're competing even the Texas game dude they they outgained us Texas had 650 plus yards or whatever it was but they were in a situation late in the third with third and inches and fourth and inches down by less than a score and yep. the effect that Lipold and them can adjust on the fly like that with their starting QB ruled out the day of and still compete with one of the best teams in the country is crazy. And they're as good as it gets. I hope they stay here forever. Um, and hopefully Dave can win out, get to double digit. Way you gonna say go nine and three and win a bowl game. Ten and three season. Can you imagine saying that a couple of years ago?
0: Well, here's the deal, Kansas. If they can go beat Iowa State, if they can go beat Iowa State in Des Moines next week, or not Des Moines in Ames, they got two home games before they close the season out against the worst team in the Big Twelve.
1: Yeah, lots
0: in in front of them. A lots in front of them. Yeah, beating Kansas at the booth would be electric. And like you said,
1: they're—I didn't even really think about that—but they're undefeated at home this year. And wow, number six total. undefeated OU
0: and they season over KU. Love it. I love it. Well, B turn, my man, I appreciate you jumping on right after this. Go celebrate. I don't know. Are you you going to, are you going to mass street? I'm
1: right by the football stadium. I don't
0: even know if I have a ride,
1: but I wanted to do the pod and talk about this. So I'll find a way to get home. If not, I'll pull up to like world geese on mass street or something and hang out with a bunch of college kids and, Celebrate wow, my ride's actually here. So
0: there you go. There you go. Well, let's go. Well, B turner, thanks for jumping on with me, man. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you,
0: brother. Rock shock. All right. That was Braden Turner. That's my guy uh from Eight No Seats. Make sure you're checking all of his stuff out on uh, on the KCSN uh KU channel as well. So I'll be on on Wednesday with Brandon McAnderson to celebrate the biggest uh one of the biggest wins in Kansas football history. What a win. What a performance for this team. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching and supporting KC Sports Network. I'm Kent Swanson. I'll catch you later.